obviously, uh, people go there and use like Kickstarter, Indiegogo and think of it like buying a product, which is not true. I think this is like a, a wrong mindset a lot of people have because actually it's it's more like a donation to support a creator, right? Um, Metadox created or Unwritten created uh, this mask, which you can wear like literally on your face. And this one will uh, dampen or um, lower the volume of your voice because it's like sound insulated. It has an integrated microphone uh, and you can put it uh, with these, these head straps on, on your head. So you wear it, you can scream as loud as you like and uh, the neighbors and uh, your wife will not be disturbed by this. And with a microphone, your teammates can still hear you very well. Nothing is written when you are starting a, a company. Everybody wants to tell you something. Even my, my mom tell, tells me, nah, Andres, you should do that and that. And everybody wants to tell you what to do. And the best advice is nothing is written. You can choose to do things differently and, and, and think. All right. So, welcome to the Innovation Engineer Podcast, your favorite place for picking brains of your favorite engineers. So, grab your nerdiest mugs, <laughs> fill it with the beverage of choice, and enjoy. My name is Tarek. And my name is Vashi. And today we have a special guest. It's Andres from Metadox, the inventor of the Fasma gaming mask, which is... This special thing right here. And we are going to talk about innovation in the gaming industry. Um, and I'm super excited about this one because I am actually a customer <laughs> of Metadox. I was one of the first uh, backers of the, I, I don't remember if it was Kickstarter or Indiegogo, but uh, back then I was super excited and I, I'm, I'm actually using this thing. Um, and I'm super happy to talk about this. Uh, so, Andre, maybe uh, quickly introduce yourself to everyone who does not know you already. Yeah, thank you, Darek, for the for the invitation. I, I'm happy to be here. Uh, you asked me about how to pronounce my name. You yeah. you 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 said it again as a pet again. <laughs> don't, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm a mechanical engineer. I'm from Spain. I, I'm living actually in Vienna, in Austria, and since two years ago, where I started like being. A freelancer, it, I jump into Metadox, the Metadox project, and we started working on the Phasma. And right now it's practically a, a big part of my life and it's a big project and it's going well. We have a lot of problems at the same time. And yeah, we can talk about many things that, that I think it, it matches the podcast and what, what you're doing, guys. So it's a good opportunity. Let's talk about the uh, important topics first. What's your nerdy mark? today. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, so for once, I actually upgraded. And uh, since I spent the past two weeks in California, and I also visited Disneyland, <laughs> I grabbed this Mandalorian Mythosaur mug uh, at one of the merch stores. And I thought, I have to have this on my desk. You so. really upgraded your mug. <laughs> awesome. I love it very much. I, I'm afraid that I'm going to break it very soon because it does not look very stable, but it looks so great. <laughs> And Andres? Mine is a simple IKEA <laughs> Mac, which is what we can afford right now at Metadox. <laughs> <laughs> I also only have a IKEA cup right now because I'm on vacation right now, but I have a nerdy uh, beverage in there. 
That's like a gingerbread flavored caffeinated uh, hot chocolate. <laughs> If you could follow up. <laughs> did you make this or did you buy this? Uh, well, there, it's powder. So it's a special powder, okay. which is like gingerbread uh, flavored um, caffeinated um, chocolate powder. And it's like with oat milk mixed. Mixed with oat milk. Yeah, I didn't mention that it's oat milk, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, this is also like a startup product, uh, which the company uh, was on the German television, I think in, 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 in USA, it's a Shark Tank um, or Lion's Den or whatever country you're from. In uh, Germany, it's uh, the uh, Lion's Cave, I think, something like this. This is like also a startup product where some people said, yeah, we want to have uh, um, like great beverage. We don't like coffee, but we want something with uh, caffeine in there. So and that's where this product comes from. And I think this is a good match actually to talk about uh, a general problem a lot of us have today, especially you, Tarek, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me quickly uh, sum up for everyone who has no idea what this thing is actually doing. Let me quickly uh, explain to you why I actually needed this. So the idea is if you are a gamer or especially a gamer and you, you, you play at A location where people require you to be quiet. For example, if your wife sleeps in the next room or you have kids or you have uh, uh, annoyed neighbors who do not like that you talk loudly on Discord, for example, with your teammates, um, then you have the problem that you either have to move, <laughs> find a new apartment, or you have to be very, very quiet while gaming. And this is not, not the, the preferred choice. So... Um, Metadox created or Andre created uh, this mask, which you can wear, like literally on your face. And this one will uh, dampen or um, lower the volume of your voice because it's like sound insulated. It has an integrated microphone uh, and you can put it uh, with these, these head straps on, on your head. So you wear it, you can scream as loud as you like and uh, the neighbors and uh, your wife will not be disturbed by this. And with a microphone, your teammates can still hear you very well. So uh, the, the idea sounds brilliant. Um, But, but this a product like this did not exist um, in this form yet uh, on the market. And so um, he created this, this product um, and uh, um, applied for funding in, in the crowd. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super happy about this. Uh, it went through some iterations. Uh, yeah. And now my first question would, of course, be um, how did you decide to go actually from your idea of creating this to a crowdfunding campaign. What was, what were your, your thoughts about that? Well, I'm, I'm really thankful for, for, for the people that, that back the project, like yourself, Tarek, you, you were one of the first ones. Let me tell you a little bit how, how it started. The idea is not from myself. And it was like back in 2020 beginning so before COVID, i was doing some freelancing projects on upwork so it's a, a, a international like online platform and uh, i met this guy who was a hardcore gamer he was also competing and training actually with his team with his friends and he needed to play but but he was not allowed to play at home because he was disturbing his family. So he had this idea. He worked on the, on the, on the, on the, a little bit on the project itself, uh, what it should be, the requirements, but needed somebody to take on the technical part. 
I spent some days thinking about that, and, and the more I thought about that, the, 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 the more I thought this makes sense, this solves a problem. I was a gamer myself in the, in, in, in the past, and I know how much fun is to play video games with friends, and if you're at home, like with voice communication, and I said, okay, let's do this, but you don't have any money, so uh, let's, let's, let's be partners. From then on, I started working on, on prototypes really, really early, and he went off of the project, so I took over like almost everything. And at some point, without money and without finding investors, because of several reasons, we jumped into a crowdfunding project, which was okay because it kept us going, but it was not enough to really accelerate the, the development and the production. So we have had, because of that, many problems, but actually it's the reason that we exist today. So that's what we, you were talking about, that we did a lot of iterations and improvements. And like the, the first backers were like almost beta testers. I, I'm really thankful for that. and. And, and, and yeah, we're trying to, to give like a discount and, and remember them in some way. So, because we exist because of the, of them or you actually. Yeah. <laughs> What was the initial feedback that you got for, for the mask? I, I mean, like when you started the campaign, was there like a lot of enthusiasm uh, coming towards you or did you need a lot of, um, let's say motivation with the videos that you produced and, um, the, the photos and everything? Uh, the feedback from the beginning is similar as the feedback now. <clears throat> it, you know the problem. It is very biased. If you know the problem, you know how bad you, ne you need it because it's like, okay, I cannot game if I don't have this. And for people that don't know the, 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 the pain, it's like, what is this? And they <laughs> directly laugh. So, so it's not like looking at gamers or looking at uh, people that would need that. I, it's very specific person. So you get like, what, well, nine people telling shit, <laughs> what is this? And one that is, wow, I love this. I need this. Yeah. Yeah, especially after uh, Corona and COVID, uh, where people said, yeah, now again, a mask, wearing a mask. So because like uh, there were a lot of people who were against wearing masks for like two years and that's hey, another mask. So in Germany, you see a lot of people who are like so happy not to wear a mask again, even if it would make sense. And this is another mask they could wear. Right. Yeah, sorry. They had been masked like all the all the way from so from from. I don't know, protection mask and, and in many, many places, but, but COVID took this, 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 uh, for us, it was a really positive thing because people were used to mask. People were used to see people with masks. So the, the, the problem wearing that is, is not there anymore. And we haven't had almost no feed, no bad feedback about, yeah, I, I don't like wearing, wearing it. So I actually think this could be um, also like a solution for a different area, actually, because in the beginning of this year, I worked for an awesome project in uh, Cologne and they were growing very fast. And I was like every, mm -hmm. every week I was in the big office with two rooms, two open space offices actually next to each other. And when we were growing and then there were some visitors and there, it was so loud. 
We had uh, overall four of these telephone booths for like if you have an online meeting for people and like two meeting rooms, but it was not enough for the many people we had because everyone was in the office for like two days because, oh, uh, Vashi, you are in, in Cologne again on Tuesday and Wednesday. I will also come from Munich there so we can meet each other. And then when the days when I was there, it was like super full and it was so loud. I was so annoyed. Uh, there were My hotel was like 500 meters away. I was half the day actually in my hotel room because it was quiet and I could have a quiet call in there because the office was too loud. And when I think about this mask, I think, okay, I know a lot of like sales office where you have 10 sales, direct sales, clerks, whatever, people sitting in there and trying to be louder than their counterpart on the next desk because it's so loud in there, right? Yeah, that completely right. Yeah, that's a, a very, very good user case and it's like all over the place that i have a question for you Vasya. in that in that in that point is it is very delicate how we are going to market that and how are we going to approach people because hey if you're an employee how would you feel if your employer buys you a mask to like <laughs> shut up some people would yes. see it good some people would see it bad so it's delicate how do you see it It's, it's really a hard question because the headphones I'm wearing right now, that's the newest Sony headphones with um, from tests, the best noise cancellation. And that's the only reason I have those headphones, which are very expensive, that I could like have headphones with better quality for one third of the price, actually, but without the awesome noise cancellation. And the only reason I have these headphones is because the office is so damn loud, actually. I would feel very bad if, I, if my employee would say, wear this mask. I feel, would feel bad. But I think this is like um, where needs this kind of tech enthusiasts uh, which start with it. So like if I would own the company, I would say I would buy five of those masks, lay them out and would say everyone who wants to wear this kind of mask and test them out, please try them. And that's how I would try to market them, like test them out here or like five for the whole office for like 50 people and test it. And I think it's the same with like COVID. It looked strange in the beginning. But nowadays, if I go to a, like a, a doctor's office and I see people not wearing a mask, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to be sick. Please wear a mask. And I right. don't I don't I never want to go to any doctor's office again without wearing a mask. Absolutely. And I think this is a, a super important point, because this was exactly my thought when I saw the mask the first time. My first thought was uh, gaming. Great thing. But I need this every day at the office because I, I work in a like large office with a lot of people and we have exactly this problem people have to be very quiet on the phone because they are sitting 50 people around and everybody is is loud so this is actually a great business um uh, application but you're of course right if my boss says here is a mask wear this this is now like a mandatory this is a very very bad thing but my thought was um, for whom is it? When I'm wearing noise-canceling headphones, then this is for my benefit because I do not get disturbed by the others by blocking the, the noise from the others. When I wear this mask, it is for the benefit of everyone around me. This does not benefit me. I can scream into my phone and it does not disturb me. It disturbs everybody else. And so the, the same consideration if I disturb my wife... I could say, I don't care. It's her problem. She has to move out <laughs> because I want to play my game. But I do not want that. And so I want to wear this mask for her benefit. And the same at the office. If I want to be comfortable around everybody else by not disturbing them, then it is my intrinsic motivation 
to take measures to not disturb everybody else. So I do not benefit from the mask, but I benefit from not annoying everybody around me. And so it's it's kind of the same with, with the COVID mask, even though, of course, the, the FFP2 mask also protects me by filtering out some stuff from the air. But first of all, it was meant to not infecting everybody else around me. And so it's a, a matter of being considerate to everybody else. And so it is totally uh, true. You should not force people to wear a mask like that. But if you understand how valuable it is to block your own noise, and everybody would do this, this would be the, the perfect scenario. So it's, everybody needs to keep in mind that with this mask, I'm protecting the other people from my noise, not the other way around. Tarek, if you disturb your, your wife, is your problem. <laughs> We have some customers, customers from, from not big offices, but, but working at home or freelancers that share like some sharing space and they need to, to go to a, to a phone booth or whatever. And they, they choose to, to, to wear a mask. We haven't approached companies or offices where we sell to the employer itself himself so but but we're we're working on that so the approach is to start with like individuals that need the mask and think about not as you say you were saying themselves but about the people around them uh, for me the only issue would be like not seeing the face right so um in all uh, the last three years, I worked only for remote companies or like, let's say, remote first companies. And we always had a camera on policy. So for in normal ways, if there's no like specific reason to switch off the camera, it was mandatory to have it on. And if you wear the mask, actually, it makes no sense to have actually the camera turned on, right? Because I can't see you talking. I don't see much of your face, right? That's the only downside I see right now. Maybe, maybe in the future generation of this mask, you have um, like a flexible LCD display back here uh, on here and have a camera in there and then it just displays uh, like <laughs> the movement of your mouth or something. I think there are um, AI tools. projects like that. I think I, I once saw that like LCD um, glasses where they have uh, like dotted LCD in there and based on your facial expression the the uh, animated eyes were moving or something like that so I, I could imagine that at some point of time in the future we will have that <laughs> but one one thought uh, when when we talked about if this is something to be um, considered uh, to, to be like friendly to your neighbors and to your wife um, I, I showed this mask on my TikTok channel and I got thousands of messages in reply. And uh, some were appreciative and they said um, it's a very interesting um, invention. But most most like negative feedback had these these always repeating comments like, Oh, now we are we we are forced to wear masks again inside because of uh, um, COVID and and these things, which is doesn't make sense because this mask does not contain a filter, so it will not protect you from any kind of disease. Um, but th th this was very repetitive, and a lot of people actually said, "Just go to another room or get another apartment." And these comments do not really make sense because if I have the option to move to a new room, then of course I'm not in the target group for this product, right? Uh, and the same thing, get a new apartment. I, I don't think that I can afford this just to play my game. And so um, th this this all does not really make sense. And and for me, um, 
it's it's really this intrinsic motivation that I now have a tool to mitigate this problem, and it's not that somebody somebody is forcing me to to use this. Yeah. So so from my point of view, it's it's really the offer of a new feature. I mean, if you if you have a if you have a, a, a big enough house or you have multiple, yeah. <laughs> yeah places or, or or you can isolate your your room that's great but not everybody can can do that yeah or not everybody has a single office or not everybody has can play it during yeah the day or can control their voices so so Playing video games with voice communication or voice communication alone is limited by by not only by place but by the people around you and with the phasma we we break those barriers and we allow to play like anytime and practically everywhere right right and uh yesterday i i browsed through the comments um on on i think indiegogo and i saw that uh there were a lot of people uh still waiting for the phasma and there were the like the typical comments oh this is a scam nothing is going to happen my message for everyone is It actually exists. I have it here. I tried it, uh, and it Im improved uh, significantly um, with a microphone that is in there. So for everyone who is still waiting, my message, uh, please wait a little bit longer. This is not a scam. It actually exists, and I'm using it uh, for quite a while right now. Um, and I want to quickly talk about the microphone, because when I first um, received the mask um, in, in the very beginning, in 2021, I think it was delivered uh, for the first time, um, the biggest weakness of this mask was the microphone. I, I did not have any problems with wearing it. It is very comfortable. Um, it is actually uh, blocking the noise uh, quite well. I like this. But the microphone in the very beginning was quite problematic because the sound quality was was very bad. It was um, very dis disturbed. It was hard to understand what I was saying. And this was in the very beginning like a deal breaker for me. I, I thought I liked the mask, but I will not be able to actually use it if the other person listening to me will not understand it, uh, understand me. And I, I was quite surprised uh, when when there was actually uh, released a new microphone uh, and um, even a software solution to increase the quality. And right now it sounds really, really good. It sounds like a real microphone that I'm talking into. And so this biggest problem was was totally like, yeah, resolved. So m maybe you want to talk about a little bit how you how you moved from the very first prototype that was delivered um, to the microphone and the solution that you have right now. Yeah, exactly. At the moment, the, the, at, the, at, the, at the beginning, the microphone was like not working any good, but you could may, may make it work, like adjusting the volume, adjusting maybe the equalizer. So we decided to, okay, some people will benefit from this or using their own microphone. But after seeing your review on, on I think, on one video uh, on which you said that the, the mic is totally crap, uh, we have been working on that and that was the priority. It's, it was difficult because you have a closed space, which means you have a lot of echo reverberation and the way the, the the walls dampen the sound is not the same for all frequencies so high frequencies are really good damp but low frequencies not as well and i mean the like the 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 bottom back so you end up picking up sound that is really dull 
like low frequency, you cannot understand that. And at the same time, the microphones are designed to open space for open spaces. This means inside the mask is way too loud. So how can we solve that? We tried different approaches. One one was like software, like shipping some some small application. It was complicated because you you have to de develop for all platforms and and adjust it and very simple it's it's way too complicated we tried hardware like some some electronic components this works well but has other complications and at the end we do it a combination with uh, acoustics and and some electronics in the microphone and finding the right microphone so these three things and now it's, it's working well Yeah, absolutely. I, I can. I am currently uh, creating a video exactly about that because I'm I'm really really um, happy about what what happened with the mask and the microphone and uh, that it's now a really good solution uh, for using. And so I'm I'm creating like a like a real review where I present uh, audio um, uh, with the mask and without the mask and uh, like see how it actually um, uh, performs so everybody can see it and experience it at least on, on YouTube. Um, but was this something that you expected in the very beginning when you had the first designs that this is going to be the weakness and that you are you, you have to invest uh, so much time and efforts in improving that? Or did you expect like the, the problems to happen on another place on the mask? Well, we, we had multiple problems which, was, which were really, really complex. One was the, the microphone. We thought that the, you can find good headset microphones and use them. So we were kind of covered on that and we thought we would find a better solution soon, but we didn't. So it <laughs> took like actually two years to find something good. Uh, yeah. So it was kind of clear from the very, from, from the, from the first feedback. Yeah. What I find really interesting, what you said at the beginning, Tarek, is this the scam aspect, right? So uh, I don't know what, what your experience with crowdfunding was up until now, but obviously uh, people go there and use like Kickstarter, Indiegogo and think of it like buying a product, which is not true. I think this is like a, a wrong mindset a lot of people have because actually it's it's more like a donation to support a creator, right? So um, I saw back in the days when I, I like Kickstarter way more, nowadays it's too polished for me, when there were this unpolished project, great ideas, for example, the first 3D printing pen, a pen where you had like this filament in there and you could like draw in, in 3D. That's the stuff uh, I supported. Or like video games, like uh, a game in the style of an old Game Boy game, which I think was awesome. It was delivered. It was great. And I was like, why do did so few people play this awesome game? Because I think the aesthetics did not uh, like appeal to many people, but it appealed to me. I supported the game. I got it. I loved it. And great. And I think this game would never have been made uh, without support like mine because uh, no studio would found it and the people who made the game would maybe not have some money. But obviously, there are a lot of projects which just fail. I don't know statistics. I didn't look it up, but I think at least two video games I founded never got published. I'm still waiting for some since 2018, like five years. Maybe they will uh, be released. Maybe they won't. Obviously, I did found, uh, um, fund this... Uh, Double fine games like Broken, how was it called? Broken Age, like this, uh, 
um, Monkey Island Crater game quasi, which was not good, by the way. It was nice, but it was <laughs> not a good game. But it did fu uh, fund it. So um, what was your experience, actually, both to you, Andres, and to you, Tarek, actually, with uh, crowdfunding? Because I always have, uh, have the attitude, supporting the creators, I'm not sure if I will ever get the product, right? Yeah, uh, from my side, it was... It, you can find some, some negative comments and people that uh, saying it's a scam. It's understandable because... We expected to ship much earlier and we promised that, but the, the, the main experience is really positive and people are like you're saying, vice is, is so they take it like a, almost a donation and they are really grateful about that. They give like good feedback and they understand it well and they want to help really. So this happens like behind the scenes maybe and, and a lot of private messages and you don't see it but you see like the negative comments so yeah. I, my experience is is really positive and 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 it's not like normal buyers but you really have backers on their end and it's really great for small companies like us yeah and i think um, if you carefully read the the terms and conditions that you have on these crowdfunding platforms they literally say that it is not guaranteed that these projects will work out um if if it's cancelled before uh, the the goal is reached then you get like a refund but apart from that you support the creators and um if the project fails this is always an opportunity uh, like, like a possibility um as you have when you buy stocks for example you never have the guarantee that you get something in return and these perks that you get is a, a thank you if the project actually succeeds and i i, I literally have like a statistic uh, for myself because i was quite active on kickstarter and indiegogo and i think i supported five or six of these innovative hardware projects for example i i backed like a smart mirror that can display while you see yourself in the mirror certain like smart home features and news and everything this was it looks so great i i backed um a headset that was measuring your brain waves and i was hoping for an api that i can then control for example a video game with my thoughts it, the, the prototype that they did looked very good and i backed it and there were some some more projects and really really my open feedback the phasma mask is the only project where i in the end received a working product a working prototype something that i was actually able to use with all the other projects i also felt scammed because in the end the money was gone and i got nothing in return and usually the reply was yeah we we were talking about um with our um Partners in China, for example, who had to deliver certain electronics or plastic parts or, or stuff, and it failed and the money was gone. So I'm not sure if they just say this to keep the money, but I think it is quite possible that these things are happening because it's just realistic. It's, it's a very complex thing to get Uh, parts delivered from a factory in, in China or something and what do you do if it does not work and so um, statistically it is true that a lot of of, of these projects on these crowdfunding uh, platforms they they fail and you might lose your money and that's why I'm especially thankful that this particular project did not fail and actually kind of worked out it's it's not a product that you find now in stores it's it's not like uh, for example um Uh, here, like <laughs> Keychron. Keychron, yeah, Keychron yes. is like the, the most 
I think most successful Kickstarter campaign ever. They said, "Ah, we create like a keyboard uh, from from enthusiasts for enthusiasts." And right now, I think it's on the on the top of every review of the best mechanical keyboards. Like this is a crazy story from a crowdfunding campaign to a product that you find now like everywhere on on, on kind of every, any developer's uh, desktop. So Fasma is not there yet, but it actually exists, and a lot of people have this product at their homes. I'm happy that you think like that. I think I can't believe the excuses that they, they put you like, like, yeah, the, the part of the suppliers, because that, that's complicated. I heard of, I think it was like a keyboard or a gaming or, or a mouse, something like that from a, from a podcast as well. And they did a good Kickstarter campaign. They, they got like something like $300,000 and they needed like three times that to fulfill the the backers like mm. almost one million and yeah. after all this pain after getting like investment and putting money themselves they it didn't work out so so well and they ship like almost a big part not everybody but to everybody and they had to cl to 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 stop the project so it's really complex for yeah. especially for hardware projects Exactly. How, how how do you produce a Fasma? How do you did you also buy like parts in China? Is there a supplier who does everything for you? Where do you get your parts from? Your microphones, your electronics, and stuff. We do it by almost by hand right now, and we yeah yeah yeah, and we have been we source the things like little by little. We are now really outsourcing more components, but still we do the assembly. This means. At the beginning, we did like ourselves, like in a garage, practically in a small place, and 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 this is really complex. On the other side, it has allowed us to make changes, to to not be committed with our design and and with our suppliers, and to do that, we do like almost everything with three D printers, like the plastic parts. And now we are outsourcing because they work well. But until until now, uh, we were able to make changes from changes from one day to the next, and that's great. Because if somebody tells okay, this 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 part is way too big, or this happens, then you say okay, let's go change this, and so it works. And next week we we ship the next one. And that you cannot do that in if you have a supplier in China that do need to apply the changes, new tools. It it costs like thousands of, of of dollars, and and you just don't do it. But how many? And even 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 in in big companies, that's one thing that you say. Okay, it's a good product, but then you get the reviews from the mass, the from the the customers, and it's okay. How are we going to? How are we supposed to change that? Because we have our supply chains, design, everything works like that. Production, and say, so, okay, let's keep it for the for the next version. Maybe maybe Apple say, okay, let's stop every everything and we do another iteration. Of we spend like I don't know how many millions, but not many companies can do that, like as as detail. Yeah, but how many open orders do you have which you need to fulfill right now? Around rough estimate. We are back. It takes like two months for us now. No, I'm, so we expect I, we expect uh, towards the middle of the year, like in summer, 
to to have like to be to ship in two three weeks and to to be able to sell more and to produce more. At the moment, we do we don't do any marketing because we are, we have a backlog. I'm really keen on seeing uh, what kind of marketing you're going to do, which channels and whom you actually target. If you're really going to target maybe some freelancers, because um, I had a small office uh, last year and this year I will go to a co-working space to meet some people. And I think, okay, I have quite a lot of uh, online meetings. What will I actually do? Will I, for example, the mask could be a solution for me because I will work in a co-working space. Yeah. Yeah. For, for yeah. me, the same. <laughs> <laughs> And to be honest, yeah, please. No, I just want to say uh, I like being a little bit provocative in terms of being the innovation engineer, <laughs> and so I'm I'm very keen uh, to my first meeting where I'm going to wear this on camera <laughs> and just to see the reaction of everyone. Uh, but I think I'm I'm quite proud of taking measures to improve the quality of uh, working in this co-working space. So I'm I'm not afraid of using that. Yeah, you were asking Vasi what what our strategy is. Now that the microphone is good and that we can we can we can it works well better. Uh, we're going to ship it to, to some people to just test it to see how it works in other spaces like co-working and maybe other reviewers so that they can give their opinion, put it online, and improve like the like the buying experience that you don't need to wait like two weeks and and that we improve the website where we put new photos and new explanations about everything that you can how it works how it yeah all these things more okay? than more more than more than doing advertising we don't plan to do advertising Yeah, it's more like a great product which people hear from others, uh, like viral marketing, right? Because it is an awesome product, and it, it's like if you see it once, it's like what is this, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How many people are right now working with you? We are like uh, six, seven people in the team. If we count like the close people, most of the workers are part-time. I'm more than full-time. And <laughs> yeah. we don't have any investors on board. That's why we are so slow in, in, on everything. But now it's it's great because we don't we don't ha we have the freedom to say okay we can take somebody on board we cannot but we are break even so you are breaking we reinvest everything yeah 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 well, that's awesome congratulations by the way that's totally awesome yeah bootstrapped awesome, awesome hardware product that's a really yeah. a mm -hmm. rare story actually yeah yeah. And there was one thing that you just said that I really, really liked, um, this ability to be flexible in your production pipeline where you say, we have to make an adjustment and we can just do it. Uh, Vashi and I, we are software developers. And so this is like our default mindset where we say we always have to be agile and be able to adjust to certain changes on the fly at any point of time. And I understand that in the hardware business, this is way more uh, way more difficult. But was this your your plan from, from the beginning to manufacture yes. everything in, yourself? And it was not the plan, but that we were able to build the Phasma without paying for, for a lot of tools. And, and for we did the design like that. And we use, for example, textiles, mm. which is actually a different thing that having like a plastic housing. Uh, we were so 
focus on that, that we were able to do changes and do it ourselves, that I started like suing myself, that like suing the mask so that we can try the prototypes and we can do the, the we could do the, the first things ourselves without asking, uh, without having an, an, a supplier to do that and waiting and, and, and being there hours and, and so, so we are so, so we were so focused on that, yeah, from the beginning. That's cool. <laughs> Very cool. So, but if I would do the same as you do, um, I would get a motivation problem because you're working for what now on it? Three years already? Or how many years? If somebody had told me how much work and how much headaches this means, I wouldn't start it again or <laughs> I would have started really. Yeah, but, and but, if I, I, if I do something different, uh, there have been many, many problems or learnings. <laughs> When did you start on the project? When was it actually? Like beginning 2020. 2020, yeah. That's, that's three years already, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And is, is there still like a motivational problem for you? Or is it nowadays it's like, you know, break even, it's successful, you have a finished product? Or was it like really a long road where you often thought about quitting? Or what did motivate you actually to go through with everything, all the hard work, all the time, all the drawbacks and whatever? Uh, well, you, you, you can consider yourself entrepreneurs as well because you have a podcast and you start things and, and you like doing that. When you do the things, you realize, okay, this is harder than it means, but then you get a lot of motivation on the way. Like you get feedback, people are interested and the product works. You can use it yourself. Uh, you have the freedom to do whatever you want. So it kind of balances with all the hard work, all the hours, all the problems, yeah. all the financial, uh, yeah. You said use it yourself. Do you use your own, like eat your own dog food? Do you use your masks on a daily basis? Do you do online meetings with others and use a mask? A little kid at home. So I use it from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I have enough, I, I have to, I have enough space or I don't shot so, so much that I, yeah. I use it so, so often. Yeah, me too. So I have like an apartment where I have my own office and guest room. So and I have an awesome equipment in there, like even a great webcam and so on, because I like great audio quality as a remote engineer, right? But I remember the times when I played Left for Dead and one of my friends uh, was living in a one-room apartment with his girlfriend. And Left for Dead, if you don't know it, you need to talk. You have four players and you need to talk a lot. And it was like always, we are screaming, we were screaming. And he was like typing something like, oh, <laughs> Gosh, Stefan, say something. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, bumble, bumble, bumble. Like really signed in his microphone because his girlfriend was uh, working shifts and he needed to be quiet and we played all night. And it was like, oh no, is she there again? No, uh, it doesn't make fun playing with you. Right, yeah. And nowadays, Elite Dangerous has voice-activated weapons, right? Yeah, I, I did not uh, tell this in the beginning. Was I thought maybe a too too long story. Um, I I have a little bit different use case because I'm not screaming at people. I'm screaming literally at the computer because my game of choice is Elite Dangerous, a, a space simulation, and there it has a very complex way of controls. Like you have. 30, 40, 50 different buttons for several uh, systems on the chip. And so as a shortcut, you can use voice attack, which is a software solution that takes your voice commands and, um, and uh, uh, maps it to keyboard 
shortcuts. And so you can literally tell your spaceship what to do. And this means during like heated battles, space battles, I'm screaming at my ship to release the shields or, or uh, load some weapons or something like that. And so this is how I control the ship. And I can't do this while my wife is sleeping in the, in the next room. So yeah. I'm literally someone who really, really needs this mask to play at night. <laughs> we, 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 had, we had this guy from Ireland, it was, and he was saying, yeah, and then I need that. I need how when when can you ship? Because right. <laughs> we, I have my wife and we have a a baby, and I don't I cannot play, and I'm desperate to play, and I'm going to build myself a, a cabin on the on the <laughs> on, on the garden outside just right. to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> in yeah, the cold yeah. <laughs> and he was desperate yeah yeah you you see these these projects on youtube where people uh take like um their their half um closet or something and make it soundproof so that they can sit in there and scream this is like the other way to deal with this build your own soundproof cabin but i think this is way less intrusive to your to your living space <laughs> yes and it's portable right yes so you, exactly. you can use it in different locations I would be interested, uh, Andres, in your three biggest learnings for the last three years. It is one is is to create a like a hardware product and to bring it to ship it to people is much harder than I thought. And planning is necessary. What well, is going to, to? Yeah, it's difficult to 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 say. So planning is, is really necessary to think about all things, what will happen, what would not, uh, how much money it costs. But at the same time, uh, it's very important to move fast. Yeah, I think one important thing that I have learned to move forward and to, to, to improve the, the design and, and move forward is to start things as soon as possible, which means if you can start like doing a prototype with a with a 3D printer, do it as soon as possible. And it's much easier to see if it works or if not. Once you have something in hand or if you have as you want to, to think about something, find somebody that, that can help you or some 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 advisor. The other thing is it's complicated to get a team that, that works and 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 that's something that is more complicated than I thought. You'd ask me about three. I think the last, the third one, I would say that there are many things that are written in books that are true. And I would recommend to, to, to consider that like, yeah, I have learned a lot from, from, from what I have read, what I have listened. And, and, and so sorry that I, I cannot bring you con precise by examples. I'm thinking about that. And, and yeah, I can tell you like one of the best things that, that, that somebody told me is that nothing is written when you are starting a, a company. So, you get a lot of, uh, yeah, you, you should do that and you can do that and, and you can use that and you could do it this way. And everybody wants to tell you something. Even your 
best friends you say okay i'm working for this for two years or three years and they say Andrea, you should do that and you should should market that and even my my mom tell, tells me no Andres, you should do that and that and everybody wants to tell you what to do and the best advice is nothing is written you can choose to do things differently and 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 think in another way yeah i, I think this is super important people forget um, that they have certain freedoms to do things their way and they feel trapped in processes that other people uh, predefined for them. Yeah, And uh, I think we all need to remember that we can all make choices and create the things the way that we, uh, we imagine them. And especially today uh, with all the gadgets and tools and platforms that we have in our disposal. Yeah, So I think this is a really valuable lesson. Yeah, If you look so, at, at all the companies out there and how good uh, they are, how different they are at the same time, how different the, the, the people, the cultures, the, the teams are. You say, okay, yeah, you can be your own. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so thank you so much for your time and all the insights that you gave us. Uh, I wish you all the best for Metadox and the Phasma. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next iterations and the, the, the next improvements. I, I personally, I really like it. And uh, my message to everyone who is involved in this project is uh, um, good luck and uh, way, uh, keep going. <laughs> I, I really, really like it. And so let's see, maybe uh, in, in a certain... Uh, distant future we can talk again and talk about uh, the latest developments uh, but yeah thank you Tarek happy to be here and, and uh, I will be happy to be again amazing so have a have a great day you too <laughs> bye bye Thanks so much for listening to the Innovation Engineer podcast. If you take any value from our content, please make sure to rate us wherever you're listening right now. All articles, products, and references we discussed in this episode will be linked in the show notes. Some of the links we provide are affiliate links that generate a small commission for us without costing you extra. Any support is highly appreciated and helps us keep this podcast alive. Visit theinnovationengineer.com to find more content about software engineering, innovation, and the hottest trends in tech today. Stay awesome. 